Hey, my sneaky queens. Welcome back to the Sneaky Little Heifer podcast. So today kicks off our mini episode series. Okay, and this series is going to be dedicated to RuPaul's Drag Race season 13. So I'm going to have my good Judy J on here to discuss uh, the different episodes that come up and spill some tea. It's going to be piping hot. It's going to be so hot that my mouth is going to be full of blisters. Am I right? Too much? Sorry. (laughs) So this mini episode isn't so mini because we're a little late to the game. They've already aired two episodes of RuPaul's Drag Race, so we've combined the first two. But going forward, I promise that they'll be petite. They're going to be cinched to the gods. Okay, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the tea. All right, uh, now we have Jay. Hey, Jay. Hey, how's it going? Good. So um, Jay is actually the one that had the idea for us to do RuPaul's Drag Race review episode reviews. Um, so we're going to do little mini episodes where we review um, the, RuPaul, the newest season of RuPaul's Drag Race, which it's season 13. 13. So we are going to, I think we should call it, let's drag them, queen. Okay, okay, I like that. So let's get into it. We're two episodes in, so we're going to combine them and just give a little synopsis. As we know, this is a new format. So they bring in two queens at a time. And what they do is they send them straight to the main stage where they have to lip sync against each other. So what, what was your initial thoughts with this new format? It threw me for a loop. Um, it's hard because I don't feel like I got to know any of the contestants before they were kind of like put on the chopping block. And usually, you know, you have someone to root for. And if right. we're just going off their entrance walk, walk in, like, uh, you know, what are we really seeing there? Like a funny yeah. one-liner and an outfit. I, you know, it didn't really give me anything to go off of. I yeah. wasn't a huge fan. Yeah, me neither. I was just like, you know, every season he finds new ways to emotionally terrorize the queens. And I'm just like, <laughs> this, is, this is a lot. This is a lot. Right. And then you nobody knows what's... Emotional terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like they come in they don't know what the freak is going on and then it's just it's confusion for them it's confusion for us like it's just all around confusion so yeah. let's talk about the entrances so i believe that the first two in were uh candy muse and joey J. okay so candy muse comes in i thought she had that really cute denim outfit she obviously has oh, like so- a very a loud and uh, obnoxious personality, but it's like large. She's in charge, and she's here to slay. Completely, I completely agree with you. She that denim outfit was ridiculous, and I loved every minute of it. I thought that everything about it was spot on. Yeah, with the boombox and everything. Yeah, that like, boombox just slayed the whole the entire episode. That was my takeaway. Was that boombox? First of all, her look, her personality, like everything about her, it's like getting Vanjie after Thanksgiving dinner. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Yes, I do. I think uh, actually in episode two, I'm going to jump for one second, but I think Ross Matthews said it best when he was like, I don't know what you're saying, but yes, I'm here for it. I was <laughs> like, that's so true. Like, I don't understand it, but I can't take my eyes away from it. And I love every right. minute of it. Exactly. So he was paired with Joey J, who was wearing that ugly red chicken feather outfit. <laughs> that poor chicken feather outfit. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I was like, it it wasn't terrible, but the chicken feather feathers was it was a lot. Yeah, that I you know it was a onesie with some chicken feathers. I just didn't didn't do it for me. <laughs> um, what did you think about her personality? 
So I like the kind of sweet-ish personality. So I didn't think it was bad, but there's nothing to base it off of. Like, I don't have enough. Agreed. Agreed. And then, um, so the lip sync. So they go into a lip sync together and uh, Candy came out like she had an idea of how she wanted to play it. She, she stayed true to it. She had high energy. Um, she used that fucking boom box to start the music and then stop the music, which was fucking brilliant. Like best, she best came, part of the whole episode. Like she came in ready. So she had a strategy. She had a clear mind. Like she knew what the fuck she was doing. And mind you, she didn't know she was going to lip sync on the first day. You know what I mean? I said that exact same thing to Mike. I was like, she didn't know that this prop was going to be so instrumental. No pun intended. And it was like the stealing the show for me was that. She also had like a little faux death drop. And I can't remember if it was Bob or Monet who did that. And like, you know, season 312 years ago where they did the faux death drop at the, during the lip sync, and I also lived for that moment a little bit. That could have easily been taboo. Like, oh, are we doing that, Mama? Like, that's already been done. But, like, still not as done as people actually doing the death drop. So it was fine. I was good with it. Um, so, obviously, she slayed, and Joey, Joey J was sent to this back room, again, emotionally the terrorizing chop. these queens. <laughs> she went to the... Uh. the the pork chop lounge what was it called i think it was the pork chop loading dock and poor pork chop i mean come on (laughs) (laughs) pork chop is probably somewhere are you fucking serious really (laughs) my legacy is so much more than this (laughs) (laughs) oh my Uh, god poor pork chop emotional terrorist maybe that's what we should call this rupaul emotional terrorist oh i like that okay Okay, done, done. All right, so next in is Lala Rue and Denali. Is it Lala Rue or Lala Ree? Oh, is it? I'm not going to lie. I keep writing Lula Rue by mistake because (laughs) all those basic pictures on my Facebook. I think you're right, though. I I think it's Lala Ree. I think it's Lala Ree. Okay, so Denali comes in in ice skates, literally ice skates. And I thought her outfit was amazing. I liked that ice skate skate dancer whatever they're called look and then that 14 foot long ponytail yeah completely loved it i thought that that took balls and skill i thought it was out of this world loved it loved the look and then lala re i thought was a little bit basic Uh, it was that cute little like tuxedo ish jacket with some you know a shirt underneath it that was pretty much the look it just didn't look finished it didn't look like the entrance look you want to premiere to the world Exactly. I was like, really? That's what we were doing? Yeah. This bitch is ready to compete for the Olympics and you come in with the one piece of the blazer? So- Somehow they go to their lip sync and I was flabbergasted. Denali did the entire lip sync in ice skates. She is putting on a show in ice skates, which are literally not meant for any surface besides ice. So I thought okay. she did like a pretty <laughs> good job and she was whipping that four foot ponytail all around the place. And I was like, wow, this is so good. Also, so, uh-huh. Denali's makeup giving me Tatiana vibes. And you know, I love me a little Tatiana. So this is what I thought about it. I thought that Lala Riru-Ra had more personality, um, but Denali had like, Denali's look was fully formed, fully realized. Um, I didn't particularly like either lip sync, if I'm being honest. Um, And I wish that Denali had took more power in the skates. She was like, how the fuck am I going to do this in ice skates? And kind of subdued to it a little bit. I wish she had taken more power and be like, no, bitch, I'm doing this motherfucking in ice skates. Like, it just, I don't think that she marketed to that during the lip sync. But I think she was between a rock and a hard place, right? Because if she took off the ice skates, she'd be lip syncing without shoes on. 
And we all know how Rue feels about the girls kicking off their heels and doing their lip sync flat footed. It's pretty much a guaranteed ticket out the door. <laughs> well, I mean, if she, if it was going to be worth it, if she was about to like do some flip splits tricks, it, it might have been worth it. But And obviously it didn't work to her benefit because she got sent to the pork chop lounge. Pork, pork chop lounge. <laughs> pork chop loading dock. By the end of episode 47, we're going to get this right. <laughs> yes, pork chop loading dock. Um, so yeah, so uh, so I guess Lala Re, she was declared the winner, in, which I thought was a shame because I, I didn't really like either of them. I thought it was both were lackluster, but Denali's outfit was just so awesome. Yeah, I felt the and same her makeup, way. And her makeup was awesome. Out of, the, out of the two of them, I kept my eyes just kept going to the skates. Like, it yeah. didn't matter that she wasn't fully using them. Like, I couldn't look away. When Lala Ree was going, I was just, you know, it was good. It wasn't terrible. It just wasn't, I don't know, memorable. Yeah. All right. So next up is Simone and Tamisha. Yes. So Simone came in with a Polaroid outfit where she was, it was all Polaroids of herself formed into like this little short number. For me, Simone personality and outfit were better than Tamisha. Tamisha was wearing that red blazer with the super high shoulders. Yes. <laughs> I was like, what was the idea behind this outfit? Uh, you know, I wanted to like Simone's. I liked the concept. I liked the idea of like an entire dress or outfit made out of Polaroids, mini Polaroids at that. But it had no shape to it, which was a little bit like, it wasn't bad. But again, you know, it just could have been more. And to Misha's, I loved the shoulder pads. I mean, I lived for that. I thought it was amazing. But it also gave her this very stiff kind of entrance and personality. Yeah, which you know, I think you know, part of that is nerves, right? She also made a reference to uh, dynasty, like so. Those are strong words coming out the gate, uh, especially when you wind up in that pork chop loaded duck. Yep, yep, yeah. You can't oversell yourself. You have to let your work speak for itself. When will these bitches learn? Stop, yes, stop blowing yourself up. Um. All right. So the they they both lip sync. I liked I liked Simone's better. I thought Simone had like a good interpretation, strong idea of how she wanted to tell the story, and uh, she she knows how to create a moment. The problem with Tamisha for me was that it was funny because she was like doing all these weird movements and stuff, but it was the same note the entire time. It didn't go anywhere. It didn't build. It didn't like there was no movement. It was the same the the whole way through. Simone was giving me a little bit more of the comedy and the humor, and I like that. And I think Rue likes that. Like anytime you hear Rue laugh during a lip sync, you pretty much know who's gonna win. But yeah. Tamisha, you know, the '80s dance moves were cute at first, and then I'm with you. Became a little bit one note. And I wrote something down at this point because we were three lip syncs in, six contestants. And I said, to be honest, I haven't really been shocked at all. Like, no one is memorable at this point in my head, except yeah. for those damn ice skates. <laughs> so Tamisha, she should have built it up and then busted out the moves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she shouldn't have come straight out the gate with the moves. Like, there, there was no dynamics. Um, so it, it could have been awesome, but it just... It just wasn't. So next is uh, Gottmik and Utica Queen. Okay, so Gottmik was interesting to me. I didn't really know what to expect. Um, I heard about like the situation kind of before the season started and her past and her history uh, and her gender. Uh, uh, what does she call her gender situation? Um, so mm-hmm. I, you know, I knew a little bit, but not enough. But she shocked the hell out of me with that makeup because I knew nothing about her outside of it that you know all white face with the jet black hair um i thought the makeup was amazing however that outfit for whatever reason it was that kind of onesie with all the poofs all over it 
I kept seeing a hot dog. I just kept seeing <laughs> bun, hot dog, ketchup, and mustard. Let it like weird Chicago hot dog going on. And I was kind of not feeling that. So, you know, the makeup was amazing, but the outfit left me a little bit like, you know, eh, whatever. And then yeah. the queen comes out and she is just a clown from top to bottom, like 15 different patterns. Her hair was multicolored. I think it was green with a, what was it, a giant strawberry on the side of it. I literally wrote personality and outfit all over the place. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. She also reminds me of somebody from a few seasons ago. It's not clicking yet for me who... But you know, like there's mannerisms that come through and I'm seeing and I, it, yes. you know, it'll snap probably by episode three or four. Um, but there's, there's a hint of somebody else in there for me, like maybe a little Thorgy. I can't tell yet if it's there, but it's, there's someone peeking through at me. Yeah. And then I also wrote for Gottmik, I put, sh- I wrote short hot dog looking outfit with amazing white face makeup that doesn't match the outfit at all. <laughs> So we pretty much had the same notes. So spot on. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) uh, um, Okay, so next is... Oh, we didn't talk about the lip sync. Yeah, it was really memorable. Yeah, it wasn't. um, Oh, but I did write, um, laugh my ass off at Michelle asking why there's a strawberry on your head. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I think I actually wrote something very similar in one of my 40 pages of notes. I will say, I did at this point make a note to myself, and I said, there's got to be some gag here because... There's been talk before about like the first queen sent home and how Rue always tries to say you're all a winner, we're all winners, baby, all this stuff and trying to do it. So I was like, there's got to be some sort of redemption coming. Something is off. And this is the part part where I really clocked it. And I was like, no one's really doing so good that they deserve to stay or so bad that they deserve to leave. So I was uh-huh. like, there's going to have to be a gimmick, a gag, a twist. So this is the first point where I wrote it down. Obviously, I know we were thinking it, but this is where it kind of like solidified for me that something had to be coming. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, the the thing I noted on, on their lip sync was that they both knew the words really well. Um, but I, I felt for me that Utica's was more interesting to watch. Like uh, she, she made me chuckle a couple of times. Like it was just more like if I was to choose between the two, I would have chosen Utica, but obviously uh, Rue chose Got Milk. Uh, or Got Milk. Oh my God. <laughs> got Milk. <laughs> 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 Ooh, you got me, gal. Love you it. got me. Also, um, I it. uh got got mixed, did a split, and the split was not great. <laughs> and I'm as like, I hate who, when yeah, as someone, as someone who can, like touch my knees, I can't judge anybody for you know the, the quality of their split. <laughs> well, my thing is, is like, don't do a split because you can kind of almost do a split. Like, you know what I mean? Like, do a split because you can fucking do a split. Otherwise, like, don't do it. Like, I. I, I I don't I don't get that I don't get why Queens like Monet Exchange used to do that like a homegirl like if your balls ain't touching the floor if your tuck ain't touching the floor like don't be doing a split. Don't hate on my girl Monet. I love her. <laughs> I know I love Monet too, but <laughs> you gotta a split is I a think... split and a splot is a splot. Okay. <laughs> now there is a really big Utica Queen note that I can't not talk about. You know, I'm going to try to be a positive person as much as I can. But when she, you know, went off to pork chops, load and dock of fun and joy, uh, her hairline was so messed up oh. with that wig. I could yeah, see like could a quarter inch hairline, of hair. Yeah. And I was like, what? first of all, why is no one telling her? Like, at least you know, give her the <laughs> chance to like, Shady bitches. She, you know, Shady. she went through a lip sync. I get it. It shifted or whatever. But now you're on camera for another X amount of minutes. 
someone should have said something to her and been like, let's, let's make this right just a little bit. Like you're a quarter inch off. Yeah, we've yeah, seen yeah, people yeah. lose their wig. We've seen people's outfits fall apart. Nothing shocks us. But you know, this wasn't during the performance. This is after. Somebody, you know, wipe her face, get rid of the sweat. You know, come on, fix it. Put it, put it right. Give her a mirror. Yeah, exactly. You know what? The thing with Utica is like, I'm interested to see what she's gonna do as the season progresses. I want to see yeah. what she's gonna wear. I want to see like, um, uh, she she's an interesting perspective. And same for for Gottmik. She's she is uh expanding the idea of drag, and I'm I'm interested to see both of them to see what they do. Um, okay, moving on. The next one is Rosé and Olivia Lux. So Rosé came out of that pink outfit, which was, um, it was like cute, but like nothing to write home about. Um, and she is from Stephanie's Child, who I think we've, you've seen Stephanie's Child, right? Yeah, big Jan fan. Yeah, I, I love Stephanie Child. I've seen them live and, uh, they're amazing. They're, all three of them are just amazing singers. Um, so... I'm interested to see what she's going to do. But it was cute. The outfit was cute. I think it was on brand for, like, her her persona. Um, and then she was against Olivia Lux, who came out in that ugly half-pink, half-yellow dress. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? This is your entrance look? Rosé, I-, I was living. I didn't love the outfit. I thought it was basic. You know, it's just a zhuzhed yeah. up onesie. I liked mm-hmm. the idea of going on brand, though, all rosé from the hair down. But she got me with that snaggle tube. That, you know, <laughs> that blacked out tooth. I was like, good. Comedy, humor, unexpected. Oh, yes, I forgot about that. Outfit. You know, she yeah. came out of the outfit, then she smiled, and I was like, here's my first moment being like, good, a surprise. Uh, yeah. And also, one minor detail that I will probably live forever was her little glass of rosé purse, clutch, whatever we're calling it. I thought it was like a small touch that went a long way for me. Like, on brand, okay. cute, stepped it up. Olivia... Yeah. Okay, listen, she walked into the room purse first. We, I am a New York Queen fan. I, as much as I want to be fair to everybody, you know, walk into the club purse first. I love me some Bob. So uh, liked that reference, thought it was a cute little homage. Uh, but, you know, the outfit was, um, was interesting. It was a disaster. <laughs> it was a fucking disaster. Just a general note. I thought that Rosé was the first queen to work the camera with the production interviews. I don't remember what she said or how she did it, but she seems to understand like that personality of getting those those one-on-one moments to like the audience. And she seemed to be like connecting with me. You know what she said? She said, her smile is stunning. I can't wait to knock her teeth out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I wrote that down. I was like, yes, queen. Okay, so they... Um, they lip sync to what was it, X's and O's by L King. Yep. Rosé was on point with her words. She Her dancing was on point, but she had just nerves she was a straight up robot there was none of the like she was performing like her memorized choreography and i didn't get a human being behind her i got yeah, you know, yeah. gg good being a robot in snatch game uh i think it was olivia she she had a reveal with that half pink half yellow dress i think she did a reveal and it was just, just like well but i didn't I get because i didn't write it down well because the dress was ugly to begin with so it's like <laughs> Um, and then I couldn't decide if Olivia was trying to be funny or campy or dance. Like she was all over the place. She didn't, she, she didn't choose a lane that she was going to go in with the lip sync. So it was kind of like it too different. 
Like it was like where where which way are we going with this? Um, and then uh, I just felt like Rose did a lot of turns, um, and it was just like very like one note. But I felt that Rose was like more prepared and had a better interpretation than Olivia did. Um, but that's just me. Like very much, she knew the moves she wanted to do and she was doing them, but she didn't have personality for me. I yeah. do think that Olivia, while the dancing wasn't great. She gave me some personality. I agree. It was a little all over the place, but she made me chuckle a little bit. Like I kind of live for that humor that, you know, that's what I'm used to when I go to the bar, right? I want to laugh right. at the performance, not just be, right. like, if I want to see dancing, I'm going to go see a Beyonce concert and watch the backup dancers. Oh, okay. Okay. Sign me up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. So next is Tina Burner. Kamara Hall. And Elliot with two T's. I have, first of all, I have so much to say, but you go first. Okay, Tina Burner. Uh, so I, I have seen Tina Burner in several shows. Um, mm-hmm. She does same, same. S- kind of. She does a lot of scripted shows. She did a uh, first Wives Club thing. Um, she did a, a Hocus Pocus thing. Uh, go see her. Amazing, great performer, great lyricist. She's funny. Yeah. She performs. However, the only thing I saw this entire look was Ronald McDonald. <laughs> I. Did- I did not understand that this was a fireman outfit until yeah, I think no. Michelle said it, like very on brand. Yep. I was like, all I see is the golden arches, give yep. me back my filet of fish. That's it. Yeah, it was ugly. It was yellow. It was all over the place. Um, but she definitely but, comes with the personality. Yes. And she had the only intro line that I wrote down, which was, let's turn it and burn it. And I was like, this was a good intro line. It's a brand. Uh, it's a yes. quote. Yes, she, such a to brand, me, girl. she's stepping up and she understands again, like production matters, fan value matters. How am I going to be memorable? And especially in like this new format, which I guess, you know, she didn't know about it, but in this new format, those little things matter because we need to remember you. Yep. And I did also appreciate her Tina Burner initial earrings. I don't know why I love it, but that's just one of those, you know, little details, kind of like the rosé glass that just, just gets me. I enjoy those little treats. um okay so then after her was kamara hall yes who stunning okay you're giving me big big pageant hair flawless skin and makeup and as we later learned a bob mackie original which power to you to be able to afford that and then have it you know cut to your size uh miss size zero um I'm going to have to disagree with you. I thought it was an ugly nude outfit. <laughs> and I don't care who, who created it. It was an ugly nude outfit with the dead feather on top. Hated her hair. Hated her personality. Did not want to like hear anything. I didn't want to invest any more time in her existence. Oh, interesting. Is that too harsh? I also thought, no, listen, you do you, boo. I, you know, well, respectfully disagree. <laughs> I thought it gave me, you know, How dare classic you? queen. Yeah, it was like classic queen to me. I kind of, I appreciated it. I didn't mm. necessarily live for the name dropping. And I do, I will say, I think her, her attitude doesn't seem justified. But I say that everybody, you're in episode one. You don't have a right to have an attitude right. or a confidence level just yet. Like, it's cute to right. be, you know, upbeat, like candy, right? Like, she's confident, but you also kind of get the feeling that she's vulnerable and that it's yes. an act. You're right. This to me was a little bit more. I think I'm the shit, and well, you might think that, but we're not quite on board yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
All right, and then came Elliot with two T's, hunty. Okay, I, I have a lot of thoughts. I actually, <laughs> so do I. I actually happened to really like this outfit, and I know that's a controversial statement. I <laughs> liked that high-waisted pant and the little, like, zip-up mm-hmm. bra top, and I loved the colorful uh, jacket over it that's super short, and I even lived for the messy pink hair. I happened to really like it. Also, I didn't. I didn't mind the outfit. He's been doing drag since he was fifteen. And how old is he now? Sixteen. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like I'm thinking back to like what my creativity level was when I was fifteen years old. Like Genko jeans, you know, the hot topic. You know, like this to me, like I can't imagine a world where I would be doing drag at fifteen. I mean, I can't imagine a world where I'd be doing drag at three hundred and twenty-seven dinosaur years that I am now. (laughs) <laughs> but like, damn, doing drag since you're 15. So that, you know, kind of good. Um, also, like, I don't think that his work speaks to be to someone who had been doing drag for 15 years. But that's just me. I didn't mind the outfit, but I thought the weird. He had a weird walk in. He was like doing that weird dancing coming in, and I was like, well, this isn't. This is just weird. And, and I felt like his makeup was washed out. Like it wasn't very. I wasn't impressed by the makeup. But he has something in common with our mutual best friend. They both can't move their eyebrows. <laughs> oh, snap. No, he did it. Guy, he's coming for your gig, man. Love you. <laughs> um, all right, so let's talk about that. So this was a three-way lip sync. Um, That's our first threesome. Oh, my God. Love it. So hard to kind of really get a good feel because whenever there's three people, the camera cut doesn't really let you see enough. Um, I wrote down that Tina made me laugh because I think she made like a little blowjob reference. So, you know, raunchy, it's going to get me. That's what I expected in bar. So it worked for me. Um, Kimura was a little bit blah. I don't have any kind of memory of her. I don't really have any notes about Elliot. I think Elliot's attractive. So, you know, gonna kind of look at him a little bit more but tina when they got to the, to the little kim part was the first time that i remember this whole episode for real that rue laughed out loud and i was mm-hmm. like okay there we go once you get that laugh that's your golden ticket yeah exactly god i want to make rue laugh so bad oh my god i know Ugh. i want to make her laugh like when michelle used to whisper vanji <laughs> Yes, I, I love want that, that to happen in my life. I want so I want to make Rue laugh like Anderson Cooper laughing on New Year's Eve. Oh my god, don't get me started on that. <laughs> um okay, so I thought as far as the lip sync that Tina Turner Tina Turner I just said <laughs> you are on a roll tonight. Oh man. <laughs> Tina Turner I said Well that's it's clearly a playoff of Tina Turner, but uh Tina Burner was the most dynamic of the the queens like it it hey there it really moved it it went places um the other two i felt were just one level um but i did write at least elliot with two t's had a good split (laughs) he had a good split all right got me you need to fucking stretch bitch Um, all right, so the the winners go to one area, the losers go to uh, the pork chop loading dock. Got it. There you go, first time. Um, and where they continued the emotional terrorism. What a terrible feeling! Like I can't even imagine 
we're in a we're in a you know worldwide health pandemic. These people get chosen for a show that's probably been a dream of theirs, you know, for Tina Burner for thirty seven years, for <laughs> Elliot with two T's for three minutes, uh, and for Olivia Lux. I think actually only a matter of sixty seconds that she's been performing, but still a dream in their own right. And then they get sent home immediately, or so they think. So right. that I can't even imagine like the the emotional terrorism, right? Like yeah. they and the thing is, is like these queens spend thousands of dollars to get them their wardrobe and and prepare for this moment and then just have it ripped away so quickly or think that it's being ripped away like so that's what i'm talking about it's so emotionally just horrible yeah so my two notes really from the losers lounge was uh uh tamisha I was giving me, I think you actually clocked this first, kind of remind me of Jasmine Masters a little bit. Yeah. Um, but she looked terrified and devastated for that entire loading dock scene. Yes, yes. I mean, she literally looked crushed. She looked yeah. like... I mean, we didn't crushed. talk about her whole cancer story. We did not, correct. About how she was, she was previously selected to be on Drag Race, and she was diagnosed with stage three cancer, I believe, right? Yeah. And so she couldn't, she couldn't, um, she couldn't come because she had to start her uh, her chemo treatments. Um, yeah, so like then, the same week. Yes. So, uh, so yeah. So she came back like for a second chance, and then for this to happen, she was like, <gasps> I just felt so bad. Like she really looked like her whole world had just been ripped out from underneath her. There was no coming back from this. I was like, this this is the, like, I actually really did. I felt bad for her. Like, you know, most of the time you don't really have any emotions for the first group of people, whoever goes home in the first episode, because you just don't have enough there. Mm-hmm. But I I actually started to feel a little like, oh, man, this poor woman going through this. Yeah, yeah. And all of them, honestly, all of them just, like, put so much work into getting to this place. And then they throw them in this room. They're like, they they made them lip sync out of nowhere. Throw them in this this room. And then they're like, oh, and by the way, now you're all going to vote somebody off. Like, rude! So rude! Yeah. And then uh, my other notes from this, like, little loser's lounge, uh, Rosé was the opposite to me. Like, Rosé just looked pissed. Like, how dare you do this to me? How dare that would you be waste me. my time, my energy? That would be me. This, yeah, Rosé was like, I was like, she's going to cut a bitch real soon. She was not feeling it. Yeah. But oh, my God. Entire... I died when they said losers get a complimentary copy of the new album. Like, <laughs> Rue, this is what I'm talking about. Rue is an emotional terrorist. Um, okay, you don't want to talk about the winner circle? It was the first D-dragging we had. We got to see people in, you know, out of their girl clothes. Uh huh. Uh huh. Tina Burner said, "BC, not before Christ, before Charles." And I LOL'd, like I actually laughed out loud. I was. I don't know what. I don't get what that means. She was talking about RuPaul, and they were like, "Before Christ, not before BC." RuPaul Charles. Oh, (laughs) Andrew, you are going to kick off your own podcast. (laughs) Not qualified. I'm not qualified. qualified. For this emotional roller coaster. And no, for this emotional yeah. terrorism. Um, and I also noted that I think Candy is going to grate on me. Like, as much as I liked her, I was like, it's going to get old after a while. But yes. I don't know that that's going to hold up long term. Right. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we have to see. Oh, uh, anybody with a big personality like that, it can wear thin really quickly. But you never know how 
the dynamics of the group is gonna progress and change and so it could it could go either way you never know all right episode two so now um in episode two we leave the losers in the pork chop loser lounge <laughs> bye <laughs> what is it the pork chop loading dock the pork chop loading dock <laughs> Um, all right, and so this next episode is just all the winners. All right, sort of, um, sort of. So they get all the winners together in the winner circle, and then who comes walking in? Elliot with two motherfucking T's. Okay, like, but how did he get there? We had to take all those poor souls, the emotionally terrorized people oh, in yes. their loading dock. And make them vote someone off like it's motherfucking Survivor. Yeah. You oh, guys God, know nothing about each other, haven't seen each other's performances, but figure out which one of you was the worst. Yep. And, and then so, to be like, oh, there was a tie. So these two people sucked the most. Now tell us which one really sucked. So who did you think uh, was going to get voted off? I thought Utica. Based on the final, like when they said there was a tie, it was between the two of them. I was thinking Utica. And but before that, before reason, that, before you knew who was in the, the bottom two or like the the most voted, who did you think before everybody voted that they were going to vote off? I was worried about Tanisha because I thought she had the most dejected look yes. when they were in Porkchop's loading dock. And I was worried that people would take that for a sign of having given up. Right. Because right? we've right, had right. That, that in the past. So I was worried for her. So I was really happy when she wasn't in the bottom two because I think that she could give me some classic performance that I enjoy. Yeah. And um, she's like, she, and plus she was like, well, y'all can't vote for me. I'm the only black girl. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. She did say that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's right, queen. That's yeah. right. Um, I thought my initial gut reaction was that they were going to vote uh, Olivia off because they had been kind of reading her for how, how short a time she had been doing drag. So I was thinking that that's what they were going to go with. Um, but obviously not. Yeah. It doesn't make for a good story. Have you ever seen her live? No, I've never, I don't want to sound horrible, but I've never even heard of her. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, damn. Damn. Jay. Damn. I haven't heard of all of the queens on Drag Race in the past. <laughs> Jay's like, uh, I don't know her. Um, got it. Got it. Okay, so Elliot goes, gets voted off. So sad. Too bad. And uh, But he gets added to the winner's lounge because that makes sense. Um, so now they're all pissed because this bitch is back. Little do they know that she was actually the worst of the worst <laughs> like, of the loser circle. They voted the bitch out. Yes. So anyways, oh, um, or maybe you know, maybe she was the one they were all the most threatened by. Who knows? I don't know. I'm laughing as I say it. <laughs> okay, good. Um, okay, so the the episode starts with a random runway, which I'm not a sure. Two runway, two looks. Yeah, two looks, one runway. Uh, there was really no theme, right? It was night and day, right? Like, oh, is that what it was? Yeah, it was daytime look, nighttime look. Well, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> Oh yes, it was daytime. Daytime look. Yes, it was daytime look. Nighttime look. I'm gonna look. need you to start paying a little bit more. Woo! <laughs> 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 um. So okay. So the first up was Gottmik. What did you think? Um. Okay. So I lived for that rainbow latex 
plowed weather porn fantasy. Mike was on the couch next to me, definitely got a little weather boner going on. Uh, and I was sort of feeling that Peggy Bundy wig. Just, okay. you know, I, I kind of liked it. Um, I didn't make any notes about the makeup, so that either means it wasn't memorable or I was just too focused on the rainbow to care about anything else. Yeah, yeah. I thought the the rubber rainbow dress was cute. And then she came out for the nighttime wearing the black dress with the titty out. Yes. And I thought and that I was said, cute too. Yeah, I said I was here for it. I liked that contrast. I was kind of happy that it was <clears> first because it set a standard for me and what I would could expect from everybody else. Like right. there was a very clear distinction between the daytime look and the nighttime look. And I liked that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so next up was Candy Muse. So she mm-hmm. came out first in like this Elizabethan like in red outfit. Um, I'm not sure why that was her daytime look, <laughs> but <laughs> that was her daytime look. I thought the hair was okay, but the dress didn't fit her well. Like it was kind of dis- a disaster for me. Yeah, I, I wrote down, like, the makeup was interesting. Uh, and I, there was something about the wig that was throwing me off. Like, the backside of the wig looked like it wasn't completed in a way. Oh, something yeah, yeah, there yeah. wasn't working for me. Mm-hmm. But I did say I liked the outfit. So, you know, there you go. I liked her nighttime outfit when she came out in a red devil. She came out as, like, a red devil. Um, I liked that a lot more. But I thought the makeup was still a little weird. Yeah, I did not like that makeup at all in the slightest. I love that she laughed at Michelle's joke because she was walking on the runway. I don't remember what the joke was, but I remember Michelle said something. People started laughing. Oh, is that, a, is that a glory hole? Yes, they, I think that was it. And I was like, okay. And then I was just so confused about why there was a hole in the back of the outfit. Yeah, that was weird. That was weird. But uh, but I liked, I liked the way that the second dress fit her in the front. Um but uh, yeah, it was there was a weird hole in the back. Yeah. Okay, Lala Ree comes out and she's wearing a curtain. <laughs> um, so what did you think about that? I said it was cute, you know. Didn't really, you know. Yeah, not a showstopper. Oh, yeah. yeah, not a showstopper. But then she tripped, and <laughs> yes, I was like, did. "Ooh, girl!" Yes. girl. It uh, looked like extra it... fabric. She bought Am the wrong, wrong shower curtain. Yes, it looked the the material looked like a curtain, like it, it looked like curtain material, curtain pattern, um, and it was just like a cute little dress, but it was it wasn't a showstopper. And then her nighttime was um, like this really interesting black dress with the fishnet arms and and restlessness. So I said that there was something off about her makeup to me, like just was giving me a little bit gray uh, on the face there, and the wig just looked cheap to me. I. I it, it was not my favorite look of the night. I wasn't feeling it. I was a little disappointed because uh, I like her personality a lot, so I'm rooting for her. Uh, uh-huh. But I just wasn't feeling it. Okay, 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 okay. And then after Lala Ree was Olivia Lux. Um, she came out in like that lavender fringe. I, I thought it was okay. I didn't. I didn't yeah. think it showed her shape that much, but. I cute. wrote the same thing. I said I thought it was a little ill-fitting. I thought it could have fit better, given more shape. It just didn't do it for me. Meh. Yeah. And then she came out in this the burgundy dress, which I thought was beautiful. Um, yeah. And and I actually like her more. I like her better with the dark hair than the light hair. Yes, I'll agree with you on that one. But I'm getting a little tired of the tiny purses. I think this is you know three little, three little purses. <laughs> you know, we have a gimmick. You She's gonna come out with. The- 
<laughs> she's gonna come out with a song tiny purse first <laughs> uh, um oh. But yeah, I really liked the look and I loved the padding. I thought the giant ass looked fantastic in the outfit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, so next was Simone. Um, so she came out in that weird striped like blazer two-piece thing that they loved. I didn't like it that much. So my notes were I love the walk. I love those people who give me New York Club Kid walk in the runway love that exaggerated walk live for yeah it. yeah she's got a good uh, walk yeah hated the look made yeah. me dizzy but i thought her makeup was good <laughs> yeah and yeah. then uh so then she came out in her nighttime and she was also wearing a curtain uh, the, the, for me the, the theme was curtains um yeah. <laughs> with the with the with the poodle braids i liked the hair and makeup i didn't really it seemed like maybe it was trying to be like avant-garde like chic but it didn't for me, I didn't like it that well, but they seem to like it. So I kind of completely agree with you. I think this is what people call, you know, like haute couture that I just will never understand. It's like modern art. I just don't get it. Um, but I hated the hair. <laughs> I hated the balls at the end of it. I just, I, I don't know. It just killed me. I really, really didn't hated that, that hair. Yeah, at all. Okay. Okay, okay, noted. No poodle braids for you. There you go. No balls at the end of your braids, girls. <laughs> okay, so next was Tina Burner. Um, she came out in that weird red matador outfit. Um, exactly what I wrote down. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know where we're going with this. I don't know why we're doing this. You know, that's my usual daytime look is matador on the streets, freaking the sheets. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I think I did love it. I just don't think I want to admit to loving it because okay. I thought it was like a little bit more on the risky side. But I, uh, you know, is everything going to be red? Was kind of my like thought process here. Like I'm getting a little bit. Yeah, I get your name is Tina Burner, but you know, flames come in all different colors. Yeah. So uh, her second look, I thought I liked better. Um, I liked the design, the design of it, but the I I'm really over that bright a red, orange, and yellow combo she keeps doing. Um, it's giving me a headache. Um, but I thought that it was a, it was an interesting design. I like. I thought her makeup was really good, and I also really liked her <clears throat> ponytail. She had that, you know, Sailor Moon oh, yeah. kind of ponytail going on that I was there for. Um, yeah. But yeah, the outfit to me was, you know, well, whatever. It's there. Okay. Um, all right, so next is uh, my favorite, Elliot with two Ts. And she was wearing a red dress with a uh, like that red beret, a black corset. Um, so I liked, I thought the dress was really cute. I didn't see the need for the black corset. I felt like it took away from the outfit, like maybe like a little black belt or something like that. But I just felt like it was too much for the outfit. But I don't know if you agree with that. Yeah, no, I agree. I also thought it was a little off in like the chesticle area, like a little loose, a little bunchy, but not bad. I didn't hate it. Uh, I didn't love it. You know, it was, again, it was just there. However, yeah. that nighttime look. Stunning. Stunning. My, I mean, I know we're only two episodes in, but my favorite look so far, 100% here for that look. I thought yeah. it was amazing. I thought the pop with the red hair. I thought the makeup was mm-hmm. flawless. I the top 100% hat. here for that look. Yeah. And I did notice she wore a corset again. She wore a black corset. And I was like, hmm. I, I really liked that outfit. I loved the, the top hat that she wore with it. was really cool. Um, but I was like, huh, I'm sense I'm noticing a theme here. Um, 
but I, but I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. So, um, I that, so that's good. I'm going to keep that in mind now. Yeah. Okay. So then they had the maxi challenge where Rue was like, oh, you guys get to perform my new song. And uh, you guys are going to write your own verses and do your own choreo. The yeah. production value for this, though, was so lacking to me. Like, we usually see them struggling to come up with lyrics and writing and going back and forth. And, you know, you'll have people laughing to themselves or really nervous. And I feel like we weren't seeing any of that. They were crunching so much in like that 90 minute format. Uh Um, So, you know, I want to know more. I had a sneaking suspicion that all these verses were written before the season aired and or before they, you know, got there or filmed Uh, because I just, we didn't really see any work going into writing it, which was interesting to me. Um, so, you know, there you are. I, yeah. Again, I thought it was a little early for a challenge of this magnitude. The, uh, this agree, is just something agreed. we see kind of later on. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was so weird that they were coming out the gate with this. Yeah, um, there was no mini challenge winner. So we didn't have a leader, which is, right. you know, we, we love to look for, for the leader to crash and burn or to succeed. Like, it's just right. one of those things that we come to look for. Yep. And then, nobody, and then even, nobody wanted to take the lead. Nobody wanted yes. to take the lead. And Elliot was who shady. Clear, shady. So shady. shady. She's like, am I a dancer? Yes. Do I want to take the lead? No. And then <laughs> she set herself up perfectly because she was like, I'm going to let everyone look stupid. And then on my solo, I'm going to do tricks and flips and slip, splits. So shady. And okay, so shady. this is a big inside joke, but Elliot literally when they were <laughs> doing their cardio. <laughs> and I, you know, that's a big inside joke for us. And yes, it's yes. just, you know, Team Elliot with two T's now because of that. I was like, here we go. Oh my gosh. But he, my thing is, is like, I could see like as a, as a viewer, it's funny and, and I, I like her strategy. But if I was there, it would have severely pissed me off. <laughs> So hey, you be, know, like, listen, this is the Shangela approach. She, what yes. am I? I'm a fan first and a contestant second. Yeah. Uh, you know, stop throwing me under the bus in All Star season 342. You know, go back to Cameroon. Don't tell them I'm a dancer. Let me live my life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I was like, okay, you know, I kind of respect it. It is a game and you have to play the game. Yeah. And that worked out really well for her in that challenge. Shangela. Yeah, especially like, listen, it's only episode two. Like, you don't, there's going to be like, I don't know, 27 more dancing challenges coming up. So I don't yeah. know that I would want that bullseye on my back either. Right. But the thing is, is the thing that was annoying about it was that he was like, no, I don't want to take charge. But then he like, in little ways, like kept trying to take charge. And they were like, well, are you going to take charge or are you not? Like all of a sudden yeah. now you're a dancer. He was watching um, that clock and was like, guys, we only have like 20 seconds left and we're still on the first steps of this whole yeah. thing. <laughs> oh, I would have taken, I would have taken control of that like ship like really quickly. Yeah. My type A personality. Everyone would have had a task, a job, a yep. time frame to get it done in. You know, yep. you can't get that choreography down. Sorry, we're moving on. Yep. Um, okay. One thing I noticed, and I don't know if you noticed, but what in the name of an infection is going on on Olivia's earlobes? Oh, I did not notice this. Should I be should I be googling? Oh, you you need to play that back. There's something weird with her earlobes. They're all discolored and like I was like, what the hell? 
I was like, oh, girl, you need some antibiotics, okay? Um, I, I thought that was really, I couldn't, and then I could not stop looking at it every time. All right. I don't I'm know if that's like. to uh, hit the rewind button. Yeah. So, um, so they go to the main stage. Rue comes out, highly filtered. Uh, Michelle's dressed like a first lady for some reason. Um, well, and they... Michelle looked like she stepped off the set from Hairspray. Look <laughs> at <laughs> that high, frozen in time hair. Uh, and I just have to say it again. I live for Ross Matthews. He is, you know, for whatever reason, he's like, I want to squeeze his cheeks and have a drink with him. Yeah, he's cute. Something he's about cute. him. Something and then about Jamal Sims. Uh, he has like such a winning smile great smile i wish he would have oh. done the choreo for them so we could have had a really good performance yes yeah but uh every time he's he like, smiles I, it's like he's like i didn't do the movement. choreo but i am gonna read them fulfilled um <laughs> uh, all right so who did you like and who did you not like in this this whole this whole rigmarole um it was pretty much got better as it went on I mm-hmm. didn't like Gottmik. Listen, the lyrics were deep. Awkward. I understand the emotional trauma behind, you know, making this your stage. But right. also at the same time, you knew you were going on national television. You knew you wrote the lyric. So you have to be prepared for it. So I'm not giving a free pass, but I think they were the deepest lyrics that we had. Uh, yeah. But the performance was super stiff. Yeah, super awkward stiff. dancing, awkward dancing. Um, okay, and then came Candy, which I thought her verse was good, but she was like, she was doing the Michelle looking at Beyonce and Kelly trying to figure out what was going on. (laughs) Which was hysterical because when they were like practicing, I forget who she said it to, but she was like, listen, if you, if you screw up, you just be that bitch and own it. Yeah. Yeah. I made a mistake. What? And then she didn't follow her own advice. No, she didn't. Awkward look. Which thanks. I'm I'm glad Michelle clocked her for it because we were all thinking it. Yeah. Okay. So after her was uh, Lala Ree, who um, I think she just has a great personality. Yeah. There's something about her that's warm and fuzzy. Yeah. Like I, I, I want to. Like I'm waiting to see what she's gonna say or like how she's gonna be. Um. Yeah. So I I liked her verse a lot. Yeah. I, um, I liked her lyrics. Not that I remember them, but I wrote them. I liked the lyrics. <laughs> and then after her was Olivia, which I thought she had nice energy. She was wearing that fringe dress, so it was like nice movement. Um, I wasn't impressed with the verse itself or the singing. She was she was more of a one of the ones that sang, but I liked her energy. Yeah, I wrote down pretty much the same thing. Said I really liked the performance aspect of it, but I I just don't remember the lyrics. Nothing memorable there. And then after her was Simone, um, which I thought she actually had a great voice. I was like a little surprised by that. I just she knows how to command the stage. She knows how to command a stage and create a moment. So I'm I'm really like. Of all the queens, I feel, like, really drawn to her energy. I'm, like, liking what she's doing. Yeah, she definitely has that it factor. She has that, you know, I'm going to throw it back again. I'm probably going to say it every episode, but she has that club kid club kid vibe to me. Your eyes are kind of drawn to her. She commands your attention, which I think is so important in the show. Yeah, amen, amen. Okay, so after her was Tina, who obviously just, she came to slay. Yeah, I mean, listen, this is what she does. I mean, if you yeah. could rewrite verses and recreate the First Wives Club as a musical in drag, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, I expect your lyrics to be there. Now, I will say, though, I do get worried because the bar for her is so high, at least for me, as someone who's seen her, right? And I right. think that she's setting herself up for this really high bar as well that I yep. just hope she doesn't crash and burn. <laughs> Well played, well played, well played, sir. Okay, so after Tina was uh, Elliot with one T, 
Um, and uh, and guess what? She was wearing a black corset. Huh? What a freaking surprise! Um, so obviously she was fierce with the movement. She was like dancing and kicking and splitting and all this stuff. But for me, she was completely dead in the face. Like there was really? nothing going on in the face for me. See, she had my attention. I think you know, ending the performance is going to be challenging because you have to end it the right note. So I was impressed. I thought her dancing was spot on. She had my attention. And I yeah. liked the look. I did not clock that it was another black corset. So if that's true, which I believe you, then, you know, minus five cool points. Yeah. Um, also, I I think that she needs to step up her makeup game, too. Like, she needs to be... Um, and not that she needs to follow uh, standards of beauty, but I would love for her to contour her nose a little bit. But that's just me! Yeah. Um, all right, so moving on, then they have the main runway. And uh, the first one is Gottmik, who comes out in that alien runway. Um, and I was here for it. Okay. I, you know, I'm not going to say I was here for it. I thought the makeup <laughs> was amazing. Uh, but I was getting Crystal Method vibes. And I was also getting Katya as Bjork for some reason. Uh, um, I, was getting I, Suzanne, I was getting Suzanne Barge vibes. Oh, you know what? I can see that. I can see that. Uh, but I thought it was yeah. interesting, and I thought it had a lot of detail. And yeah, her makeup, she's definitely a makeup queen. Um, I thought it was interesting. I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. All right, so next, this candy came out, and she was uh, she was giving me like a 60s like brat doll sleepover vibe. I, I liked yeah. it. I thought it was I thought it was really cute. I, I hated it. Despised it. I was <laughs> not feeling it at all. She Damn. looked like what happened. She looked like what happens to a kid's doll, you know, late at night. I was not here for that little that nighty. It just didn't at all do it for me. Okay. Okay. Noted. Noted. Yeah. Um, all right. So after Candy was uh Lala, Lala Ree. Um, and she came in the gold and they were living for it. She was wearing like, it was like a, a very flowy gold top that hung down, but it was open in the front. And then she was wearing those gold pants. Yeah. I hated the gold pants. First of all, I thought the gold, the gold in the pants was slightly different in color than the gold on the top. And I almost wish that she had done just the top and like maybe like a one, one piece underneath and just did like shimmery gold like glitter on her legs, like nice and lotioned glitter, gold glitter legs. I thought that would have been sick. I actually liked it, but I thought that it had something about it that seemed unfinished in a way. So maybe mm. it was just too much of the gold for me. Like I could agree with you there. Uh, I thought it was a cute idea. I thought it was fun. I thought it was a very literal interpretation of the challenge or like as much Lene as possible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the the for me, it was the the pants had the seam on um, seam on the sides, and they just like t when I clocked the pants, it looked like pants you would get from like Party City or something like that. They were just like they weren't a cute. Costume yeah, they were a little costumey. Um, okay, so after Lala was Olivia, uh, and she was wearing that old Hollywood. Um, and again, I didn't think that it fit her right. Like, I just... She was giving me a little bit of uh, Moana vibes. Uh, <laughs> just like the whole look kind of got me there. And I wasn't living for the hair. Um, it wasn't terrible. Neither was the makeup, but I just wasn't in love with it. It was kind of like, I wanted better because she seems like she's being played up as the underdog, new to drag and everything. And she's good. She's not bad. I just don't know that she was, like, elevated to what I was hoping for. Right, yeah. And if, if like, these are the looks that we're getting so far, I'm like, mm, I don't know. 
I hope you're saving all your good stuff, but don't <laughs> save it. Don't don't save it too much. Um, okay, so after Olivia was Simone, um, and she came out in the boxing, the boxing outfit. And I was I was here for it. I was like, guess queen. So here for it. It's not even funny. I literally lived for the look. It after Elliot's nighttime look. This is my second favorite look of the night. Second, yeah. I thought it was ballsy. I thought it was an intelligent long- take on the challenge. Yeah, those little TLC vibes. That's what I always yes. call them. Yes, a little cut on your eyebrow, a little Nelly going yeah. on. Yeah. I will do that look a million times over. I live for it. Um, and clearly, she's a '90s kid. Like you could see it. Even in her little confessional, she's got the black print colored t-shirt going on, which is one of my favorite looks. I still have a t-shirt like that. You know, crisscross from back in the day. That's what I get from her. So mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. I live yeah. for that that kind of era. So totally good with it. Stunned me, though. That was the first time someone came out on the runway, and I remember being like, oh, here we go. Like a yes. risk is being taken. And I, yeah. I'm totally okay with it. Yeah, she looked awesome. Okay, so after Simone was uh, Tina... Uh, Tina the Tin Man came out with the uh, all, <laughs> <laughs> all in silver, um, and I thought I thought the outfit was really nice. Um, you know, it was a really you know fully realized look, and um, I thought it was great. The, the, it was a little scary in the face for me, but I don't know that she could have done it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I was a little bit disappointed actually. I thought the concept was really cute. I liked the idea of like doing the the Tin Man. I thought the detail was really good. Like the heart was, you know, a yes. nice, pleasant surprise. I liked that. Yes. I like those little details. Yeah. However, I don't know that it needed the full tin face. I think that maybe that would have been the opportunity to step out of the box a little bit and, okay. you know, yes. do makeup. But you could still capture the tin man, but maybe make it a little bit more drag versus yes. costume. Um, yeah. It wasn't bad. Don't get me wrong. I just feel like I, you know, could have been done a little differently. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. It was the face for me that it was just, it was a little, I don't know, her face in silver, it was a little much. Yeah, I mean, that's a challenge, I think, for everybody in the world. Um, (laughs) Um, Okay, so after Tina, uh, Tina, Fina, Bobina, Fanana, Fana, Fofina. Oh, God. I guess it was. Um, So Elliot uh, came out and... uh, He was feeling his Disney princess under the sea, Ariel vibes. Yeah, there was no black corset, which I loved, um, but it, it was like a it was like a diagonal open shoulder puff yeah. dress, um, and then on the other side of the diagonal, the opposite side, which was like this ice rink costume, like ice skater costume, um, they didn't go together for me. I was confused by that. Okay, I just kept getting under the sea vibes. You know, that was it. I just. I saw Ariel and I couldn't get past it. So I saw Moana and Ariel. So maybe this was a Disney night for me. Okay. Okay. I see where your head is at. I see where it's at. Okay. So the t- <laughs> haven't had any complaints. Um, so the tops were Olivia and Simone. Um, and then there were no bottoms. Yeah. <laughs> insert, ins- insert joke here. Story um, of my and, life. And uh, they had to lip sync for the win. Uh, so it's like very confusing to me because it's like a, just a really big, it's like another twist on a twist on a twist. And I didn't know where we were going. It was like, are we back in All Stars? What's happening? Is no one going home this season? How is this working? Is everyone just getting a $5,000 cash tip at some point and we're going to call it a tie? Like, where are we going? 
Um, The lip sync, you know, kudos because great, great, great song choice. Um, Poor Dua Lipe, you know, drops this fire album and the world closes and none of us have been able to hear it in a gay bar, but we got to hear it on Drag Race. Mm-hmm. This this one's for you, Dua. Um, <laughs> Dua peep. And they're two uh, very different people to me. Yes, they were both telling a story, which I loved that they they committed, and it was two different stories. So radically I, I, different. Yeah. Yeah. So I really, I actually really enjoyed watching it to see to see how it all played out. Uh, I think that you know Olivia brought the humor. She has that wannabe campy funny. It's not quite polished enough yet, but we're getting there. Right. Uh, the humor makes you chuckle. And Simone just brought drama to me. Like, drama, yes. Whipping those braids around perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, working that outfit and that look perfectly for a lip sync. So it kind of worked for me. I thought it was a really good lip sync, actually. Yeah, I thought so, too. I, I, the, If I had a critique on Olivia, it would be that she changed her story. Like, she changed what she was going for, if that makes sense. She had a perspective in the beginning of how she was telling the story, and she changed the perspective, which, for me, I was like, oh, okay, so we're doing something different now. Uh, also, there was one thing I was a little confused about. Did something fall off of Olivia's outfit, drop on the floor? Like, something, like yes. something showed up on the floor, Yeah, I couldn't she, talk where it came from. Yeah, yeah, she was doing the campy, campy queen, like, ov- overselling, and then all of a sudden she was like, okay, now I'm going to dance. And and then when she danced, it, it looked like a bracelet had hit something on her outfit and something went flying off. And uh, yeah. I, I would just saw it on the floor and I was like, where did this come from? What is that? <laughs> How'd she get here? <laughs> How'd she get here? Uh, excuse me, sir, you got a ticket? Where's your mask? Yeah, so, um, so yeah, so no, but it was a good lip sync and uh, ultimately Simone uh, took it. And next week we will be back with the loser circle. <laughs> Yeah. Can we talk about Untucked for like 30 seconds? Yes. Um, I almost fell out of my chair when Elliot called Tina Burner Nina. I was laughing hysterical when she called her Nina, and Tina was like, what? Did you just call me Nina? Excuse me? So good. I was oh my like, God. this is amazing. And I was surprised that Candy got emotional already. Um, she had I- her little, I'm going to... You know, I'm going to cry, cry fast, which I thought, you know, episode two is a, a bit early for a crier. <laughs> yeah, you got to save that cry, girl. You got to save that cry. You won't, you won't catch me crying on TV. All right. So next week we'll be back with the losers and uh, we'll see how that goes. I, it should be interesting because it's, yeah, I mean, a, it's their a emotional terrorism level must be through the roof at this point. <laughs> and there's such a, the, the losers now just, I feel more like we're yeah. going to get a lot of, a lot of different shit. Yeah, a little Can't bit wait. more weirdos in that group. Yes, a little bit more weirdos, different perspectives. Yeah. It's going to be great. Can't wait. You you know what's going to happen on Friday at 9.27 p.m., right? The two what? groups are coming together in the workroom, 100%. <laughs> it's gonna be the, the loser circle is going to come out of Untucked to come off the runway, and the winner's going to be sitting there fully done up with their makeup yeah. on, and there's going to be that, you know, 35 seconds of drama before next episode, yeah. before two oh. weeks episode. Oh, can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. All right. Well, this is going to be our mini episode series. Um, what did we say we were going to call it? Uh, <laughs> RuPaul's Emotional Terrorism Race. Um, so <laughs> catch us next time for episode three. Jay, thank you so much for joining me. Love you. Thanks for having me, honey. All right. Love you too. Bye. 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 
I hope you guys enjoyed. If you did, make sure you like, subscribe, and share. And we will see you next time for RuPaul's Drag Race Season 13, Episode 3. <laughs> Bye.